Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Thanks for joining us for the special edition of Take Two. Joining me today is Darlene McDonald, candidate for the 4th Congressional District. She's running against Congressman Burgess Owen. Thanks so much for being with us. Thank you very much for inviting me. We are getting dangerously close to Election Day. We're on that downhill slide after Labor Day where it gets very busy. So thanks for making time to come in here and answer questions. Absolutely. I want to get right to it and talk about some of the biggest issues. Yesterday, uh, the southern border passed a milestone, a yes. number that I think we saw coming, but more than 2 million people have now crossed the border this year, the fiscal year, which will end another month from now. So those numbers are still going up. It's a record number, depending on who you talk to, it's a crisis, it's not a crisis, but it's a lot of people. Yes. When you look at this issue, what can be done to fix it? When you look at every single election, presidential election, until really the last presidential election, I think, Democrats and Republicans both agreed something had to be done to fix the border. But now, no one's been talking about it until the Governor DeSantis of the world or the Greg Abbotts are shipping migrants to other cities and it's creating a conversation of what do we do. Yes. Do you have any ideas? Yes, I do actually. This has been a 30 year problem and it's gonna take Republicans and Democrats to come to the table to sit down and actually discuss the solutions to the border crisis. We have a southern border crisis, but we also have an immigration crisis. We need um, people in Congress who are actually committed and devoted to actually solving the problem and not using it as a political wedge issue, which is what they have done for the last 30 years. If you can remember the former, the second, the son, yeah. President Bush, actually wanted to pass immigration reform. Even Marco Rubio, Senator Marco Rubio, when he first was elected, he had an immigration reform bill and they shut him down. So he could not even go forward to even put forth his immigration bill because it is used as it is used today as a political wedge issue. Now, when I get into Congress, I will take an immigration reform bill that is based on making sure that we don't humanize the people, dehumanize the people at the border. They are human beings. And when you use terms like illegal alien, the only thing that does is to make sure that we cannot see them as human beings and treat them as human beings and actually do something with humanity. So for the people who are trying to get here to have a better life, that is what we are. We are a nation of immigrants. And we say that we are a Christian nation that cares about our neighbors. So that's what we must do, treat them as humans. Republicans would also argue that we're a nation of laws, and then mm -hmm. that means that, well, you ha can have a border where people can come through, it'd be a door, but mm -hmm. there really has to be some kind of security. Do you see a way forward where we can close down the border, uh, whether it's President Trump's old-fashioned way where uh, he was keeping people on the Mexico side first? How do you fix that? If you were to come forward with a bill, what would be the fix to make sure that you could have immigration, you could have people come into the country legally, 
and you could make it so there was a system that people could follow and understand what the rules were? First and foremost, seeking asylum is not a crime. So we must understand that, that the people who are coming here are seeking asylum and that is not a crime and we cannot make them criminal. What we need is to be able to speed up the immigration process. When people say they need to stand in line, the first thing that you, they have to know is that there is no line to stand in. So we need immigration lawyers at the border. We also need to increase the number of immigration judges so that we can move through this process a lot faster. That money was taken away because the crisis at the border is man-made. They want that crisis at the border so that it can be a political. I'm going to say the Republicans because they're the ones that take the money away for, so that we can have immigration attorneys at the border. But so wasn't we President have, Trump looking for a lot more money than people wanted to spend at the border? Um, no, what President Trump wanted to do is dehumanize the people at the border. And we do not want to dehumanize people at the border. They never wanted the southern um, immigrants to come into this country. Now, but I also want to know, I want people to know that the disinformation about the immigration crisis, because the number one, the number one people who are offenders of, of not being here or, or being here undocumented or being here illegally, as they would say, are people who have actually overstayed their visa, not the people who are coming here at from the southern part of the border because we always notice that they don't have anything to say about the people at the northern part of the border is always There's the southern part of the border. There's not as many people sneaking across well, the that is not border, necessarily though. true. However, we don't pay any attention to the northern side. We also don't pay any attention to the people who overstay their visa. That is the number one cause of people actually being here uh, illegally and not the yeah. people crossing the border. We've got a lot of issues to get yes. to. I want to talk about education. President Biden uh, made a lot of people happy, a lot of people angry, saying mm -hmm. that uh, you would be uh, refund, like basically wipe away your student debt up to $10,000 mm -hmm. for some up to $20,000. It goes into income brackets of $125,000 if you're married, $250,000. Is this fair? Because it doesn't really cancel debt. It moves who's going to pay for it, and we all eventually pay for it. Is this fair in your mind? Yes, it is. It is fair. It is. Unfortunately, it doesn't go far enough, in my opinion. We need to actually do something about the high price of higher education. College is too expensive. It keeps going up. And we have people who just end up with debt for the rest of their life. They end up dying with debt. And they can't buy homes because it actually caught it. It's against their income debt ratio. But this doesn't fix it. So let's yes. say you pay off debt for all the people that have it now. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a next generation. I have a 17-year-old. He goes to school, creates debt. Do they keep doing that? Where they keep wiping out debt, or how do you go about fixing the problem? You're elected. What do you do? I will sit at the table with my Republican counterparts if they allow themselves to come to the table to talk to me. And we need to actually fix the issue of the high price of education. Now, part of my platform, Cradle to the Grave, that's what higher education is a big piece of my platform. And we talk about um, primary education quite a bit. We talk about secondary education quite a bit. We hardly ever talk about higher education, especially adults who are going back to school. Here in Utah, we always rank in, within the top 10% of divorces and unfortunately that means we have we end up with a lot of single moms with more more than one ch child who wants to go back to school may only have two years of college or may didn't finish or didn't finish her degree 
But to be able to actually put money aside so that moms, single moms now, who were once married and didn't finish their college degree, can go back and get their college degree. We don't put any money in that higher education, and we need to put money in that higher education in order to break that intergenerational chain. And that's one of the things that intergenerational mm -hmm. poverty chain. While we're talking about money, the economy mm -hmm. is really the biggest issue in a lot of people's yes. minds when I talk to them. 8.3% uh, uh, year over year, what we're seeing with inflation, it's hitting everyone. It doesn't matter how much money you make, you're spending a lot more. And a lot of people uh, in all kinds of income brackets are living paycheck to paycheck. Mm -hmm. What can Congress do, if anything, to change inflation and to make it so people have a little breathing room? Yes. First and foremost, we all feel in it. We're filling it at the gas pump, we're filling it in the grocery store, and we're just filling it just going about our everyday life. What we also have to understand is what we just came out of. And what we just came out of was an economy that was at a complete standstill. And this is what happened at the end of 2020, went into 2021, and everyone hopefully remembers mm -hmm. March 2021, shutdown. Production, absolutely shutdown. People could not go to work. And that means that you end up with an economy at a complete total standstill. When people couldn't go to work, they couldn't even pay their bills, they couldn't pay their rent. So when Joe Biden was elected and he was inaugurated, he got into office, one of the first bills that he passed was the American Rescue Plan. And that put money into the economy because people were losing their businesses. And actually businesses are starting to pick up now, but many businesses are still struggling because the cost of production is higher. And what we have right now, what we call a cost push inflation, I know that's getting into the weeds, but the cost of production is higher, the cost of labor is higher. People are demanding higher wages as they should because the people who were dying the most were our frontline workers. I'm in technology. I had the benefit of being able to work from home, but our workers at a fast food restaurant, they can't work from home. So they, they are demanding, hey, if I'm gonna put my life on the line, I need to be paid more money. But we also understand that wages haven't kept up with the cost of inflation either. Yeah, CEOs it's a problem have. here in Utah. Yes, yes. What's the big, biggest difference, if people were to listen to you right now, between you and Burgess Owens, what would be the biggest disparity in what would happen if they had you as a congresswoman or him to stay in office? Actually passing relevant legislation that will impact people's everyday life. Going to the table, working with Republicans and Democrats. Republicans will not work with Democrats. They will not do it. But I will work with anyone who will help me make sure that we can solve, first and foremost, the problem that's happened at the Great Salt Lake. Make sure that if there is money left over from the American Rescue Plan, or the recovery act that if we want to put money into our schools we can put money into our schools to make sure that we can um, improve the, inf the filtration mm -hmm. system so that we're breathing in better air and also we have to must absolutely must be at the table in a bipartisan way so that we can actually come up with solutions to save the great salt lake so that you and i can actually sit here 10 years from now and not have to move because we, we're breathing in arsenic. And they're not gonna do that if, they're not gonna do it, put, bottom line, because they had an opportunity to do it with the Inflation Reduction Act and they did not do it. I will sit down and do it. If people wanna learn more about you, where do they go to get that information? To learn more about me, you wanna go to votedarlene.com. You can send me an email at info at votedarlene.com. You can also look me up on any other social media. I'm on all of them except for Snapchat. But I'm on all of them at Vote Darlene. I would love to talk to you. 
Darlene, thanks so much for joining us today. Remember to register to vote. Get educated before the election. Thanks so much for being here with us today. Thank you for having me. Thank you. <laughs>